Hello, my name is John Petty, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Growing Up in Flip-Flops. This episode I've entitled, My Summers. You may think that I misspoke, or it's a typo when I said summers, the plural. This story is about my summers. Let me explain. My father died when I was five years old, leaving my mother, obviously a single mother with a five-year-old, me, and my younger sister at age three. Now, before you say, oh, that's so horrible and sad, I want you to hear the rest of the story. While I do regret growing up without a father, I will tell you the result of that and my mother's reaction to it gave me experiences that I can't imagine that I would want to give up for virtually anything. So, here's my mother with a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and it was, I think, manageable when I was in kindergarten or first grade, and she only had to take care of my sister. But as we both got older and then school was let out. What did she do with the summers? Well, I guess she made a decision that she could handle my sister by herself, but having me was perhaps, and keeping me entertained was perhaps too much to handle. So what did she do? Starting at about age six or seven through age 12 to 13, my mother shipped me off in the summer. She shipped me off to relatives on her side of the family who lived in southeast Missouri and in alternate years shipped them to my father's family, members of my father's family, who lived in Middle Tennessee, south of Nashville. One other thing I need to explain, and I really hadn't considered it prior to preparing for this podcast, every adult that we came in contact with my mother's friends, winter tourists who rented accommodations from us while they were in town, or relatives of my mother or my father. My father and mother, neither of them had any living siblings, but in all these cases, if it was a a woman that was my mother's age, she was referred to as aunt and her first name, and Uncle So-and-So. My mother's best friend, her name was forever Aunt Lucy. That's all I ever knew her as. And I think the unspoken connotation of using that terminology was that all these people were family members. And as family members, they weren't strangers. They were people that I was to listen to and obey if they told me something. So it was just as if it was coming from my mother's mouth when I was instructed to do anything. Well, let's go back to the summers. I don't remember which location I was shipped off to first, but I'll start with southeast Missouri. Uncle Emmett and Aunt Nellie lived in a small town south of St. Louis, and with their extended family. They had a beef cattle ranch. Well, when I was staying with Uncle Emmett and Aunt Nellie, I worked around the house. I was put to work. I mowed lawns, 
I did all kinds of light work around the house, and I accompanied Uncle Emmett wherever he went. I attended cattle auctions. He was a municipal judge, and whenever court was in session, I was allowed to sit up at the bench with him, beside him. And as every court case came before him and he judged on it, obviously I was told to keep my mouth shut and sit on my hands the entire time. But afterwards, between cases, he would lean over to me and explain why he made the decision that he did. I learned a heck of a lot, and it was incredible insights that he gave me at that time. But that wasn't the big thing that I did when I was in southeast Missouri. They took me out to the cattle ranch, and I'm sure this was humorous for everybody, for this kid growing up in South Florida who had never ridden horses, but they would saddle up, I'm sure it was an old mare that was very gentle, and put me up on the saddle, give me a canteen of water and a sack lunch with a bologna sandwich or something in it, and point out to a a pasture and tell me to herd the cattle from one pasture to the other. I had no idea what I was doing, but I went out there and did it. And I did it day after day after day. And I did it year after year after year. I eventually learned, I'm sure in the, the first times that I did it, they stood back at the, at the barn or at the, the uh, farmhouse watching me out there completely clueless and just had a great time laughing at my expense while I was learning. But I did it. Was it enjoyable? I think at first, no. I will tell you this. Everybody thinks South Florida is hot in the summer. I maintain Southeast Missouri is hotter primarily because there's no breeze. At least if you're near the uh, shore in Florida, there is going to be a breeze. There, there's nothing. It just was muggy, humid, and horrible. And I'm out there in 95-degree heat for 10 hours a day. Um, It was not fun for a, a small kid, but it was an experience. And I learned a heck of a lot doing that. I learned about animal behavior. I, I knew how hard it was working on a farm. It was not this idyllic Green Acres picture that a lot of people like to paint. It's hard work. Now, I, I did that. And in the alternate years, I was shipped off to my father's extended family in a small town south of Nashville in Middle Tennessee relative that I stayed with was my Aunt Carolyn. Aunt Carolyn was by far my sister and my favorite relative. She was the sweetest lady on earth outside of her mother, and she also gave us the absolute best Christmas presents. I can't tell you how many sets of socks or handkerchiefs I got at Christmas from other relatives, but from Aunt Carolyn, it was always some incredible, wonderful toy that just always was the surprise of my Christmas. Well, anyway, I would stay with Aunt Carolyn, and she worked as the uh, county court clerk in that county, and she'd get up in the morning, fix me breakfast, and go to work. Well, 
I wasn't left alone. I walked about three or four blocks to the downtown, and there her brother owned and operated a jewelry store. And every day after breakfast, said goodbye to Aunt Carolyn, she went to work, and I walked downtown to be at the jewelry store. And I would be with my Uncle John. So what is he going to do with a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid underfoot in this jewelry store? Well, this was a jewelry store that he was a manufacturing jeweler. You could come into him and say, with a design for a ring or a brooch or whatever, and he could make it. I learned how to do that. He showed me how to do that when he was doing that, not dealing with customers. But the other thing he did was he would give me a West Clock's Big Ben alarm clock. Now, this is an old mechanical alarm clock. It's chrome. It's really the first alarm clock for bedside table. He would hand me one of these clocks that was broken in some manner and just tell me, fix it. Now, I'm an eight, nine-year-old kid. I have no idea how a clock works. And he'd say, let me show you. And it was a very, very methodical method that I would work where take out one screw in the back, lay it down on the bench, and then put it back. Take out screw one that I just took out, put it on the bench, take out another screw, put it on the bench. Now put screw two back in, put screw back, screw one back in. Now continue, keep going. And doing that over and over, I learned how to take apart a clock. And he gave me the instruction, when you get to a point that you don't know what to do, come get me. And he would show me and I'd get past that point, and then I'd reassemble the clock and then take it back apart to that point that he had just helped me with. It would get to a point where I had disassembled the clock, and let's say it was a broken mainspring in the clock, the main power of a mechanical clock. Now, this isn't watches, but clocks. And he would show me how to remove a mainspring from a clock. He would go over to the parts drawer, pull out a new mainspring, insert it, and then have me reassemble the clock and now test it and see if it worked. If it worked, fine. He'd give me another one to work on. If it didn't, well, take it apart and find out what else is wrong with it. I can't tell you how many clocks I repaired, but it was absolutely fascinating for me to do this and to discover what was wrong in this clock. I could see progress. I could see the result of my work. I knew that I was getting something done. In addition, when customers would come in, he would call me from the bench for me to stand beside him while he dealt with customers. And I learned how he dealt with customers and how he asked people questions and just was engaging with them. And when the customer left, he would turn to me and say, did you see what I did? Did you see how I did it? Did you see how I treated this customer? 
in a different manner than the one that was in before, and here's why. I had incredible opportunity there. It was, it was just amazing. Uncle John was also mayor of this small town, so for lunch, he would take me, and we'd go over to City Hall, and I'd go in his office, and he'd conduct some business, handle some stuff, check with the police chief, etc., doing that, and we'd go to a local lunch counter and have lunch. All the people would obviously know Uncle John. I'd sit there, and he'd introduce me to all these people, and you know, they'd ask me, well, what are you learning? What are you doing? Where are you from? Everything like that. But I got to tag along in, in those situations. At the end of the day, when the shop was closed up, I walked back the three or four blocks to Aunt Carolyn's home. She would be at home now preparing dinner, and I'd have dinner with Aunt Carolyn, and I'd watch a little TV and go to sleep, and then the next day, back to it. It was absolutely fascinating. These summers, I looked forward to summer because I knew I was going to have an adventure. I was going to do something exciting. I was going to meet people. It was not going to be just hanging around in my hometown watching TV or going out and playing with the neighborhood kids doing something. I was going to be really doing something and learning something. I did that for probably six or seven years. And I'll tell you, I haven't had summers that have matched those. And I learned so much. Of course, I wish I had my father when I was growing up. But you know what? He may have shipped me off just like my mother did. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode.